Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Draft your team with no in-season management. Get the optimal score each week of the season and have a shot at over $10 million in total prize money in their Best Ball Mania 3 contest. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, sign up with promo code FSE, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code FSE and draft your Best Ball Mania 3 team today. What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today with a really fun video idea. What I'm going to be talking about in today's video is what I'm calling the Dynasty Fantasy Football Calendar. And what this video should help you do is determine when is the best time to buy and sell certain assets in Dynasty. And in this video, I'm going to break down what I call the Dynasty Fantasy Football Calendar, which is basically describes the cyclical nature of football, where we have the NFL draft and training camp and the NFL season, and all these events that affect Dynasty Fantasy Football value. And I'm also going to tell you when to buy and sell one of the five groups of Dynasty assets that I kind of outline in this video. So if that sounds confusing to you, I'll definitely explain more as we go along. But if you enjoy this video at any point, I worked pretty hard on this one. So uh, please leave a like if you enjoy it. Comment any of your thoughts down below as well. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Please do all of those things because they really help us in the YouTube algorithm. If you guys are um, interested in other Dynasty content, other you know season-long content, our Redraft Rankings Manifesto is now live. Check out the Patreon uh, down below, patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange. Now let's hit the intro. So as I said in the intro, this video is about the Dynasty Fantasy Football calendar, and there's going to be two main concepts that I want to hammer home during this video. Number one, understanding the three biggest inherent events that affect the fantasy football landscape and the, and the market and how people value players. And number two, determining when is the best time to buy and sell certain types of assets. And there's five of them that I've classified in this video. So what we're going to start with is basically outlining the three events that determine what the market value is for certain players. Number one is the NFL draft. It's the earliest point in the year that one of these events happen. The NFL draft happens at the end of April every year, early May every year. And since there is no football on, Dynasty players like us, degenerates that are watching Dynasty fantasy football videos in June, are researching oncoming rookies. That We're consuming content from jackasses like myself and other content creators. We are totally immersing ourselves and absorbing ourselves in the pre-draft process, like the Senior Bowl, like the NFL Combine, like Pro Days, like pre-draft visits, etc. There's an incubating period for the NFL Draft that happens about at the NFL Combine at the beginning of March that ends about a week or two after the NFL Draft in early May, which I am calling peak rookie fever. You guys may have heard this term before. During this time, current year's draft picks and future rookies will be worth the most because everybody is focused on those players because of all these events that are happening in the football calendar. The second major event that affects the dynasty value of certain players is what I'm calling the pre-NFL season, which is about the time of year we're in right now. In a few weeks, we're going to have you know, two to three weeks from now, we're going to have training camp. And once training camp opens, we're going to hear and we're going to be berated with information about any and all types of players. This player looks great. This player looks bad. This guy's in the best shape of his life. This guy's in terrible shape. 
This bus looks like he's turning the corner. The game's slowing down for him. We're going to hear a bunch of shit like this that is going to affect the value of players on the open market. And during this period, which typically happens from late July or mid-July to the end of the preseason games, you can get the most value on players that have hype trains surrounding them, especially those players who may not be very good and who have disappointed in their careers to this point in the past. And this is your final chance to get out on these players, or this may be your final chance to get in on a breakout candidate before it's too late. And finally, the third event that affects the dynasty value of players on the open market is the actual NFL season. Obviously, this is when fantasy points are scored and players' values change the most throughout the year because we're going to see their play on the field fluctuate. We're going to see injuries happen. That's going to affect their um, you know, dynasty value. And during this period, obviously, productivity is king. And dynasty players are very reactive to what happens and what they see on the field, especially at the beginning portion of the season, weeks one to four, when we've been starving for football for nine months and we finally see some football, we tend to grasp and hold on to those uh, players very, very tightly and uh, assume that that's going to continue for the rest of the season. So now that we know what events can affect the dynasty market, the three that I've outlined so far, what are the five types of dynasty assets and how can we use the calendar year and these events to buy them for the cheapest amount that we want and sell them for their most expensive point? So we're really getting our name out of this out of this video. The Fantasy Stock Exchange, you guys know, we have to bring the stock market talk sometimes. So the five types of dynasty assets are number one, foundational players. And a foundational player is exactly what you think it is. In Superflex, it's those elite quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, et cetera, in one quarterback leagues and Superflex leagues. That also includes Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, Kyle Pitts, Jonathan Taylor types as well. These guys, obviously foundational players in dynasty. The second type of dynasty asset is draft capital. So, and specifically this year's draft capital. So before the NFL draft, this would be the 2022 draft picks. And after the NFL draft, this would be the actual rookies those picks turned into. Number three is talented veterans. So guys like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, DJ Moore, uh, Devontae Adams, guys that we know are good players, but they're not quite those foundational level assets. These are usually the building block of most contenders. Number four, the fourth type of dynasty asset that there is, are I'm grouping all of these players together, but they're basically busts, face planners, and roster clutter. So this could be once talented veterans that are aging and are no longer productive. This could be young guys that have disappointed in their first few seasons. This could just be mediocre players in general. So they're basically all in that bust, face planners, and roster clutter category. And then number five, the fifth type of dynasty asset would be future draft capital. So 2023, 2024, and 2025 picks as it currently stands. Now on the screen right now, you guys can see these five types of dynasty assets with assigned numerical values in a table. So what, I, what I've done basically is through my own opinion, through my own subjective knowledge of dynasty fantasy football, I have basically outlined when these players are most valuable at what point in the calendar year, and I've turned it into a graph. And I'm going to explain it. If, it's, if it looks confusing, I'm going to explain it in depth in a second. But this is basically the dynasty fantasy football calendar outlined. And on the uh, screen as well, I'll leave the legend up so you, so you know which category uh, corresponds to which color. But like I said, I've taken the liberty of illustrating the value of these assets in these tables using a line graph, numerical values, so I can show you what months are best uh, to buy and sell each type of asset. And on the screen right now, you can see the line graph that illustrates how the values of each asset will fluctuate depending on what time of year we're in. So we're going to start, like I said, with the first category, foundational players. The first line across the top of the line graph in blue, which with very little variance is what is called the foundational players. Now, obviously the actual players themselves could change year over year, but a foundational asset, nonetheless, 
offers very little variance. It, that's what you want in Dynasty. You want as many of these foundational players on your roster as possible. That means if you're in a super flex league, you'd love to have two or three of these quarterbacks. So you want to have you know, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase as your wide receivers. If you can have multiple foundational assets on a dynasty team, you're very well set up for either a rebuilding team in the future or a contending team in the short term. And the, very, uh, the reason there's very little variance between these players is because there's only like 10 of them currently on the dynasty landscape in Superflex right now. And in one quarterback leagues, there's only like three or four of them, uh, the two top receivers, Jonathan Taylor and Kyle Pitts. So there is no good or bad time to sell these players because generally speaking, they don't fluctuate in value very much. But the only sneaky buying window that you're going to get on these players, as you guys can see on the line graph, is during peak rookie fever season. And this is only because draft picks are worth more, not necessarily that these players are worth less. And it's extremely valuable to have draft capital so that if you have, you know, let's say you built out a rebuilder for the last couple of years and you want to go all in and buy Justin Jefferson this time of year, you're going to get the most for your rookie picks. And you might be able to get, you know, an 85, 90 cents on the dollar type of um, deal done for a guy like Justin Jefferson, one of those foundational players during peak rookie season. Now, the second category of dynasty asset is, like I said, value of this year's picks slash rookies. And it's the line in yellow right now. These are the assets most affected by rookie fever because in the current draft cycle, they're the ones being talked about constantly because in January and February, when the season has just finished, people don't necessarily know who the rookies are and uh, how they should be valued relative to the rest of the dynasty landscape. And this is where experienced players, sharp dynasty players, like most of you guys in our audience, will be able to gain an edge on your competition. If you do the research ahead of time, i.e. right now, you get to know who's in the 2023 class uh, before the college season. And then once the college season finishes, you can determine, okay, this guy had a great season. He's you know rising up boards. This guy had a bad season. He's falling out of favor. And you can begin to outline how good the rookie class is going to be and who you should be targeting with your high-end picks. And that's why this January to February buying window is the best time to buy rookie picks because a lot of people are going to be lagging behind. They're not going to know who the rookies are. You get a good balance of these picks are still cheap because we're not in peak rookie fever yet, but you also get another um, contributing factor to lower your risk knowing that you're informed, right? You know who's going to be in the draft class. You have plenty of information to determine if you want to dra uh, invest heavily in a certain draft class or in certain types of players, if you know where the picks are going to be. So if you're going to buy draft capital to get the best mix of cost-effective you know, time to buy it and also knowing what you're getting into is January to February because during this time, people are, are lagging behind. They're not going to know exactly what's in the draft class. But by the time we get to March, April, and May, they know exactly who those players are. They're seeing the combine, they're seeing the pro days, and that's when peak rookie fever takes over and you're not going to be buying at a discount anymore. So the third type of dynasty asset, as I mentioned, was talented veterans. And the third line in dark blue that you guys can see there is the line for talented veterans. And again, this would be like a Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup type of player. These players are always going to hold value because they're great players. They're great football players on the field. But the starting point determines what type of league you're in. Are you in more of a redraft style league where people don't necessarily know um, the, the appeal of youth and long-term value, maybe these players are harder to acquire, or are you in a league, maybe that's a little sharper or maybe not sharp enough, and they overvalue youth, they overvalue draft capital to the point that productive veterans are easier to acquire than they should be. So as you guys can see in the dark blue line, as I mentioned, the best time to buy these types of players is during peak rookie season, because following the actual NFL season, January to February, these players will be fresh in our minds. We'll know exactly how good they are, what they did in the past season. But once we get to March, April, and May, we're so obsessed with the rookies, we forget how good some of these veterans are. 
everyone gets entranced by the unknown factor of these rookies. And you can maybe flip draft capital for very, very productive veterans. For example, I flipped the 103 in one of my leagues for AJ Brown straight up because everybody was entranced with the rookie class. And I would easily take AJ Brown over the 103 um, at face value. The other interesting thing to know about this asset, talented veterans, is that there is another solid buying window before the season. And the reason that it's a solid buying window, in my opinion, during uh, training camp and the preseason is, is because while the cost will be higher than if you buy these guys in, you know, peak rookie season, the best time to buy for contenders is right before the season starts, because you'll know as much information as possible, which will lead you to an informed decision and make sure you're not taking unnecessary risk. For example, if you bought James Conner in March before he signed with the Cardinals, Obviously, there was a risk-reward factor. He could have re-signed with the Cardinals or not, and you, you're you risking losing out on that type of value. Or you could have just waited until right before the season, once we see training camp, once we see right before you know the, the season starts, they're going to play preseason games. We'll know what the split is like in that backfield. That would be the best time to buy a guy like James Conner because even though it will cost you a little bit more, you'll get that you know peace of mind factor right before the season, knowing that that RB2 that you're buying for your contending team is actually a good running back for fantasy. He's not injured. He's not... Um, you know, going into the season with a split backfield and a bunch of question marks. So it's all a risk reward thing. But I would say if you're going to buy these for contenders, I would buy them in the second window, especially the cheaper that you're buying, right? So if you're going after a wide receiver two, three type, buy them uh, later in the off season. Whereas if you're buying a superstar like Devontae Adams, maybe it's a good time to buy it during that uh, peak rookie season. So the fourth uh, category is busts and face planners. Now, the lowest line in brown on the line graph that you guys can see is the value of basically shitty players, players that aren't very good, previous busts and disappointments um, that you want to get rid of off your team. During training camp and the preseason, these players will peak in value. And the reason why is because they're not actually good players. The hype train, Roto World blurbs, and best shape of their life talk is the only opportunity that we have to flip these guys for value. These players are at their lowest point when they're actually playing games because they're not very good. So it makes sense that by this time of year, we've had seven or eight months since we saw football games. We have all this time to talk ourselves back into Clyde Edwards-Solaire or back into Terrace Marshall or Rondell Moore, LaVisca Chenault, somebody like that, because there is no shortage of hype during this time of the season. OTAs are these guys' best friends. They go out there and, and have a nice OTA highlight and you could sell them for a second round pick after it. So the disappointments will still be disappointments. Use this window to shop them for mid-round draft capital or use them in uh, package deals to tear up at certain other positions. So number five is future picks. Obviously, future picks will be 2023, 2024, and 2025 draft capital. And that is the blue line basically right down the middle of this graph that steadily increases in value is future picks. The more time that passes for future picks, the better and more expensive these assets are. This is why me and Danny structure a lot of our dynasty teams this way, because we know that you can build monsters by collecting future draft capital because it is cheap to buy it right now versus during peak rookie season when you can either sell it or spend it on rookies. So this means that 2024, 2025 picks into 20, and 2023 to some degree, but I think there's been so much hype around that class that people know it's very good are what you want to collect to build these monsters that we always talk about in dynasty decisions episodes. There is zero risk to you. All those picks are going to increase in value 100% of the time. If I told you right now, if I was your stockbroker and I was giving you advice and I said, Hey, this stock is going to increase 5% in value per month until it matures in 2024. Would you buy it? Obviously there's no risk to doing that. There's no risk of that player getting injured. There's no risk of anything happening because it's a pick, not a player. Would you buy it knowing that you can net a huge return in a year from now by either cashing in that pick in a strong draft class 
or trading it away for a talented veteran once we get into peak rookie fever. Absolutely. The best time to buy these picks is during the startup draft. So if you're doing a startup this offseason and people are willing to give you their 2024 ones and twos willy-nilly, just collect them. They're going to increase in value. They're going to accumulate. So if you can tear down a team right now and rebuild it and buy 2024 and 2025 picks, do it. And obviously the opposite applies as well. Don't sell your, uh, your rookie picks in the 2023 and 2024 and 2025 draft classes in your startup just because you want to compete right away because that will not uh, lead you to the best uh, outcome long-term. So um, that is the end of the video. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope it made sense too. I, I feel like half the time I do these videos where I'm breaking down something complex, I do my best to try and outline my thought process and my steps as quickly and as efficiently as I can. So make sure if you guys did uh, you know, get this video, let me know down below. If you didn't, let me know how I can improve in the future. Uh, hit the like button if you enjoyed. Comment any of your thoughts down below as well. Subscribe to the channel if you are new, if you're interested in more Dynasty and rookie content. I'll probably throw this Dynasty fantasy football calendar on the Patreon as well. So check out the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange uh, is how you can get access to that and our Dynasty rankings and our redraft rankings and all that good stuff. So with that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon.